Live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Spikerman, fly ball into left. That ball's hit well. Back to the warning track, to the wall, and this series starts with a home run. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Here's the 3-1. Line drive deep into left field. That ball's rocketed out of here. It's a two-run homer for Peyton Graham. And the Sooners are in front in Lubbock. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Here's the 1-2 to Squires. Fly ball deep left field. If this is fair, it's gone. It is a home run. It's a home run. A two-run shot for Brett Squires, and it's home run derby in Lubbock. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hi, good morning, everyone. Hour 2, T-Row in the Morning Show, now 44 days away from a Sooner kickoff. Thursday, July 21. Brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, XOE. It's the place to be. You can get your CF motos there. You can get your bad boy mowers there. You can get those new souped-up golf carts that they've got there. Super cool place. Extreme Outdoor Equipment. This is the ref, the home of Sooner fans. Uh, a little bit of an uncomfortable first hour of the show today. Do you agree, TJ? Not at all. No. All right. TJ disagrees. Uncomfortable for me, then, I would say. Uncomfortable huh. for me. I apologize for that. No, no, no. Nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. Just uh, I think we uh, tiptoed into a world of uh, landmines, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I just go I'm stomp sure there are, straight in. I don't tiptoe. I'm sure there are people on the Twitter Twitter machine that are uh, more than happy to uh, share their opinions with the first hour of our show today. So, anyway, um, let's move on. Baseball. Somebody asked about Re- Reggie Willis before the uh, top of the hour break. Um, I I will tell you this. I feel better this morning than I did yesterday morning about next season for OU baseball. Had a good uh, conversation yesterday uh, with uh, uh, over there at the baseball office. And uh, that combined with the Reggie Willits news, I'm feeling pretty good today, TJ. They were it's positive been a roller coaster in your discussions. Positive in yes. your discussions? Well, that's good. Yes, it's it's been a roller coaster of a week. I think that, um, you know, when the first 10 rounds dropped. That was great because uh, some guys that you knew were going to go went really high in the whole Cade Horton situation. And and then and, and it looked positive for next year with maybe Sandlin and Martinez coming back. And then the final 10 rounds dropped, and they got rated pretty good. And all of a sudden you're like, uh-oh, I'm not sure OU's going to be able to field the team next year. But yesterday was a, was a positive day. Let's start with the Reggie news. Uh, not a surprise. Reggie Willich officially announced yesterday, has been moved to a full-time assistant. In fact, he's the associate head coach is his title now and uh, goes from volunteer assistant to assistant and something that was expected as long as Reggie wanted to do it. You know, that was always the question for me is, um, does is that 
extra responsibility that he wants to take on? Or does he like the freedom that came with being the voluntary volunteer assistant? And it appears the answer is yes, because he is now the associate head coach at OU. Listen, uh, Tej, I think you agree with this. Reggie's a force, man. Absolutely. He's the, and, um, and the perfect yeah, counter ahead. to skip. I, I think Agreed. that's why it works Agreed. so well. Yeah. In every way. Offensive versus pitching. Mm-hmm. Personality-wise, they are uh, they work off each other perfectly. Um, great fit. Perfect fit for this program. He was a great hire when he was brought in and uh, worked great with Clay Van Hook. Those two were fantastic together, and now Hook has obviously moved on to be the head coach at UTA. And sliding Reggie in there is uh, a no-brainer. And he's a force. He is, uh, as with just knowledge-based and how he runs his offense, his conviction for how he wants an offense to run, his ability to relay that message to his players and everything, big time. His um, motivational charisma, both in a dugout and in a uh, pregame meeting or, or whatever the case may be, his ability to interact with the youths of today, TJ, is the best I've seen, uh, maybe maybe in any sport. And um, and then on the recruiting trail as well. I mean, he carries some cachet with him. You know, he's a he and Skip are two big personalities that are you know work great together, like you said. And Reggie also brings with him the whole. Hey man, listen. I know what I'm doing. I played in the bigs and worked with the Yankees and all that kind of stuff. I I, I got Aaron Judge's cell phone number right here. You want to talk to Aaron Judge? You know that kind of a thing. So I think it's tremendous. I think it's tremendous, and it bodes very well for the future of uh, the immediate future and the long term future of OU baseball to have Reggie Willits around as long as he wants to be. And the teaming of him with Skip Johnson is a dream team. It's fantastic. Uh, other than that, I mean, just from a, a player personnel standpoint, I think the biggest news that I learned yesterday, and and I assume it's okay for me to say this, is that it appears anyway, TJ, that um, Kale Davis, the OSU transfer, is – going to turn down the uh, draft pick from Toronto and come to OU. That's good. That's great. Now, things things could change. I, uh, you know, and always sometimes think minds do change. Uh, sometimes conversations happen and dollar amounts get raised and all that kind of stuff, so I don't want to say it's a done deal. But at least as of yesterday, that's the indication that was given. And, yeah, that potentially huge. I mean, that he was a bullpen guy for OSU. I think he could be a starter and could be a weekend starter. He's got that kind of talent for real. If you've seen Cale Davis pitch, you know he is uh, legit, and I think he's making the right decision too. What what round did he go in? I've got it right here, I think. 
16th round to Toronto. If if Cale Davis is a weekend rotation guy for OU next year, and I think he very well could be, and gets a year to work with Skip, and this is no um, affront to Rob Walton, who I think the world of and has turned out a ton of big league pitchers, including Justin Campbell this year. But if Cale Davis gets a year to work with Skip and is a weekend starter and it goes well, then he's got the talent to be much, much better than a 16th-round draft pick. So I think that's a good decision for him. And it appears, and I, I you know, I won't go into names here because I think that we're in a bunch of the commitment stage and pursuing commitment stage, but um, they are doing very well and in the hunt for some other things going on in the JUCO front and in the transfer portal. That is going to... Uh, you know, it, it makes me feel better about uh, OU baseball next year. I can tell you this. I don't know where all this is going to land. I don't know who's going to end up at OU, if they're going to be able to sway some guys in the transfer portal, if they're going to lock down some um, some of these JUCO guys they're in pursuit of. But um, they are going to be fast, man. This they were fast last year. They stole 140 bases last year, and this team, I think, will be faster than last year's team. I don't know if they'll hit more home runs, but they are going to field a team that can fly. I mean, just, you know, with the guys coming back, you know, mm-hmm. with Spikerman and KP and Jackson Nicholas and some of the uh, the Bryce Madrin guy who was the JUCO player of the year in the nation last year can fly and some of these other guys that they have committed or are in talks with are absolute speed burners so it's going to be fun to watch Reggie and this offense again next year well that's great cuz i loved that this year and i i hope the game in general is shifting back to that a little bit i would love to see guys you know in the majors once they get there and they've got speed I don't know that we'll ever see to the level of Ricky and and Vince Coleman but if guys are you know swiping 75 80 bags again a year and causing you know complete chaos you know which was kind of their theme last year on the base pass I love that so I don't mind that trend continuing at all so well and that's and that's you know people have taken notice Mm -hmm. I think is what you can tell right Uh, a couple of things have become kind of crystallized here OU's got an identity now. Um, They're going to pitch it, and they're going to be aggressive offensively. That's what they are. They're going to pitch it, and they're going to push the envelope on offense, meaning steal bases, be aggressive, hit and run. That's the style of baseball Reggie wants to play on offense, and Skip just has to throw out, you know, kind of his resume and say this is the kind of, I mean, you want to, you want to, let's talk about Cade Horton. Let's talk about Cade Cavalli. Let's talk about Jake Bennett. Um, you know, the guy that started the All-Star game for the National League this year. You know, that's all that Skip's got to do. And then, so they can, and and people have taken notice because of this Omaha run, if you are fast and you steal bases, Oklahoma's appealing. Whether you're a high school kid or a JUCO kid, or at another university right now and are thinking about hitting the portal. Well, I'd like to go play for those guys. They let, they let guys run. They're aggressive, you know. So they're getting a ton of interest from speed guys. 
and they're getting a ton of interest from pitching prospects and the JUCO and the transfer portal from guys out there who are from uh, high school guys to all current All-Americans are looking at what OU is doing and what Skip is doing and saying, I, I kind of like to go work with that guy. Just an, incredible. So, Just incredible the direction of the program, the turnaround, the feel of the program, the the way it's talked about just from April to right now is just unreal. And that's just credit to everyone over there in that office and that that was in that dugout, you know. Players players too, I mean, played the biggest role in that, but it's just absolutely incredible what they've what they've accomplished over the last few months. Yeah. And the momentum they've built. No. It's stunning, and it makes you feel great, doesn't it? Oh, I mean, absolutely. If you're an OU baseball yeah, absolutely. fan, um, it 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 made yesterday made me happy that they could one that they could have the most draft picks in the major league draft more than anybody else speaks incredibly highly to the development abilities of this coaching staff. Because there were some of these guys that came in as blue chippers. Kate Horton was a blue chipper out of high school. Jake Bennett was very highly thought of out of high school. But not a lot of these guys, not all of them, certainly not not most of them, of the 11 that got drafted were either Juco guys like Jimmy Crooks or uh, David Sandlin. You know, th- these are guys that they have developed. Tanner Treadaway. Tanner Treadaway's been here forever. We forget he came from Seminole State. And they've developed them into Major League Baseball draft picks. And they have the most guys drafted. That makes you proud of your program. But then to immediately, in 24 hours, the rest of the country see that and go, ooh, I want to go play there. Now I got a chance. You know, the the, the, the cup refills quickly with, Oh, you got space for me now? I want to come play for you guys. Whether it's a pitcher or an outfielder or a shortstop or, or you're on another roster at a D1 school right now, that kind of seems like that's what happened yesterday was as soon as everybody else in the country realized what happened to OU, they were knocking on OU's door in addition to OU already obviously having their eyes on some guys out there. So I know I'm being very vague, but – I think it's looking good. It sounds like it's looking good. They need to close the deal on some things, and uh, hopefully they will. But the Cale Davis news is really good news. That's kind of the headline news of the day for me. And and Reggie. Reggie. We'll take a break. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. T-Row in the morning show, 7 a.m. hour, brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Terry Saxon over there, home of the 899 listing fee. Great customer service. Gives you the same service as any other realtor in the market. Just saves you thousands of dollars, and who doesn't want to save thousands of dollars? 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. 
How cool would it be if they moved the Field of Dreams game to the Thursday after the All-Star game and it be the only game today? I like that idea. Not a bad idea. I'd like to apologize to everyone for this year's Field of Dreams game, by the way. Yeah, Reds and Cubs are two terrible baseball teams. They're two bad teams, but two historic teams, and hopefully they just play a good ball game. I don't know. Like, last year's was so magical. I don't know if they'll recapture that every year. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to it. I'm excited about seeing it again. We have a walk-off home run last year? Yeah, it was um, Tim Anderson, wasn't it? Didn't he hit one for the White Sox, I think? Yeah, I think And the think fireworks went right. off. And yeah, See, I, I don't know if right. it'll hit the same with them coming out of the corn and stuff as it did the first time, but we'll see. I'm looking forward right. to it, even with the two teams that are playing in it. Um, August 2nd or 4th, or it's early August, yeah, right? Yeah, sometime in August. So we'll see. But it would be cool if they moved it to today and then shifted everything back to I like that. Friday, idea. Saturday, Sunday weekend series. Because um, I think they have several series starting today, so it wouldn't be the only game today. They'd have to adjust the schedule, obviously. Whoever sent that in, great, great suggestion. We'll pass that along to Rob Manfred. Morning, buddy. Oh, hey, I just sent you a really great article about Brent Venables on ESPN. <laughs> I think he's going to be a great coach. What say you? Have a good day. I think he's going to be a great coach too. Thank you, for, thank you to Carter for sending me the front page story on Brent Venables on ESPN, as if I didn't see that. Appreciate it. Um, he wants us to talk about it. I think so. It was a good story. It's a really good in depth piece on Brent. Don't think there was anything in there we didn't really know. Carter liked the part about the cereal, so he's got a lot of cereal in his uh, little kitchenette that's attached to his uh, office there. Um, but most of it, I think, is was just kind of, hey, this is a national story of from ESPN of things that we've all that, been talking that, about that, about that, Brent that for a long time. Nation needs to learn about, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, good for them. Uh, it, he he uh, coaches really hard. Everybody who's ever worked with him thinks he's fantastic and gonna gonna succeed. And he loves cereal. But it's a good story. It's a good long read on Brent Venables. It's uh, national. I'd suggest it. National junk food day. Does cereal fall into that category? Some people well, eat it as sugary, a snack. Sugary yeah. type does, don't yeah, you think? I would think so because people eat it as a snack or sometimes even a dessert. So, are you going to celebrate National Junk Food Day today? I doubt it. I mean, I don't plan on it. Um, I'm going to tell you something that's going to blow you away. Okay. I, it blew me away. I'm sh- I'm I am stunned. I made a, a decision uh, not yesterday, two days ago. I pick up Chloe from workouts. We're going home. It's lunchtime. Her brother's at the house. It's me and Chloe with with her brother at the house, and it's lunchtime. And I said, are you hungry? And she said, yeah. I said, why don't you ask your brother what he wants? And here's the options on the way home. There's like four restaurants between where I pick her up in the house. Mm-hmm. And they decide they want McDonald's. Who and does so we that? Whip- the kids, they love it, man. Um, <laughs> so we whip into McDonald's, and uh, they place their orders. And I'm looking at the menu, and I'm trying to be good, TJ, post-vacation, I'm trying to be good. And I said, don't you guys have salads? I can only see a salad on the menu. And the lady says, no, we don't have salads. I was like, huh. All right, I'll just take a grilled chicken sandwich. 
we don't have grilled chicken sandwiches. And I said, all right, then I'll take a water, and that's all I want. And I went home and made myself something healthy. I did not eat a Big Mac or anything on the menu. But what happened to McDonald's? Why do they not have salads or grilled chicken sandwiches anymore? Is this just my... I know, I blew your way. Stand up. I hurt my knee. (laughs) (laughs) Is this just my McDonald's, or is this a worldwide decision to get rid of all healthy food at McDonald's? I... I don't know of them ever having a grilled chicken or a salad, but maybe they did. They it's, definitely used to. You're talking, but it's been a long time since I've tried to order one there. To be honest with you, you're talking someone outside of breakfast, maybe a breakfast biscuit or my coffee, has not eaten at a McDonald's, and I couldn't tell you. Ten years, fifteen. You just years? don't like it. You just don't like it's it. It's just I'm going to go to other fast food places if I'm going to eat fast food. Yeah, I mean. And your son's the same. Your son doesn't have the American draw to the arches. Not the way we kid. did as kids. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, he'd rather have Whataburger. He'd, he would choose Whataburger or Brahms if he was choosing a fast food place. So the choices the for us in our daily path are uh, McDonald's, Sonic, Brahms and there's a bagel place. Brahms has a wonderful grilled chicken salad. Just so you know, in the future. Oh yeah, yeah no, 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 no. I, I, I eat it, but the kids chose McDonald's. I like Bra. I would choose Brahms. I like Brahms, and I, and they do have a very good salad. But the kids chose McDonald's, so I was like, that's fine. I can get a salad at McDonald's, and I couldn't. I couldn't get a salad at McDonald's. Anyway, why are we talking about this? Because you said oh, Carter be... wants us to talk about the cereal. Oh, the cereal. Carter yeah. sent me the yeah. ESPN.com story day or whatever it is. The junk food Red day Venables or eats a lot of cereal. He's got a lot of cereal in his kitchenette there. And um, <laughs> I'm just busting his chops a little. I did think it was funny that he sent me the front page story from ESPN.com. Hey, I didn't know if you saw this today. Here you go. Open out your material on your show. Appreciate it. Uh, it was a good read. It is a good read. I don't know of anything that I you can bring to the table that's really new there that that we don't already know about about Brent Venables. But if somebody else read something and would like to propagate a uh, discussion out of it, uh, I welcome it. Well, he said, "What say you?" He said he thinks Brent's going to be a great coach. What say you? <laughs> I I agree. Toby thinks he's going to be terrible. He's going to be fired I, I in two years. That's what he told me off the air. So the question you're proposing to me is, do I think Brent Venables is going to be a great coach? That's right. That's the question. What That's say it. you, he says. I agree. I agree. I think, he's gonna, I think he is great, has been great, and will continue to be great. And will, and this is going to be something nobody in this market has said, TJ. I'm going to say something nobody has had the guts to say. I think in the next three years, oh, you will win a national championship. Hey, hey, I think medals. that's Teddy's claim. That's Teddy's claim. Nope, I'm the first person that said that, <laughs> and I want that to be out there. <laughs> I want that to be out there, okay? What else you got for me, Teach? Uh, let's see here. I'll keep coming up with great ideas like the Field of Dreams game if TJ will learn some U.S. history. OU Nebraska Thanksgiving weekend forever. Forget Bedlam. I want OU Nebraska. Ouch. You're going to have to give up on that one. I'm sorry. That would uh, would be nice. I'm too far gone for that junk. Uh, If I'm buying, my question to my kids would be, what do you want from Brahms? (laughs) 
Well, you can't eat it every day, though. You know, I mean, you know. Can't Sonic has a nice salad and a grilled chicken Sonic sandwich. Has... Sonic, that's not what they picked. I think you're missing the point here. I know, but and, our and point the... is you're buying. Just tell them, uh, take, remove McDonald's from the equation. Give them the other three options. Well, maybe in the future I will. If I'm going to try to eat healthy, now that I know I do not have a grilled chicken sandwich or a salad option at McDonald's, I will maybe take that out of the uh, options in the future. But I did not know that as of two days ago. You should have said, uh, I'll take the McNuggets. Can you remove the breading, please? Grill them? <laughs> Can you grill my nuggets? <laughs> And the last one here from Big Bad Wolf said, Whataburger is heaven on earth. That's true. I wish they would put, put a Whataburger in out here in Piedmont. That would uh, be uh, fantastic. But we don't have one really anywhere near us. I'm trying to think of where even the closest. Well, I guess uh, up on, uh, uh, was that North Rockwell? I could get to one in maybe 15 minutes. But it's it's a little ways from here, so. Not really in our daily path. I understand. TJ likes Whataburger. I get it. He likes, he supports the Texas fast food chains. Uh, all right, anything else for me, or are you ready to take a break? No, we're caught up. We're caught up. I'm unhappy with the first half of today's show. I'm going to tell you right now. We need to have a better second half of What's the show. What's wrong with today. this half hour? Baseball talk? B- talk of McDonald's? No, the baseball segment was probably the best segment, but even that I don't think was really well polished. I feel off my game. I feel one step away from, like, you and I are not in sync today a little bit. I just am unhappy with the first 90 minutes of the show today, and I strive for a better final half, second half. We, This is our halftime pep talk right now, and we're down. Right now we're getting beaten by the other sports shows in the state right now, TJ. we got to go have a better second half of the show, okay? I'm talking to myself mostly, but you also have stuff. I'll try. So I'll try my okay. best. All right. We'll be back. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Toby and TJ back with you on a Thursday morning. It's The Ref. Home of Sooner fans. Top 25 countdown starts on Monday, folks. Team number 25 unveiled on Monday morning. And we're off and running after that with the, uh, and we're proud to say this, most irrelevant, inconsequential preseason top 25 that you will find anywhere. Um, TJ, did you get any blowback yesterday from your uh, attack on Dylan Gabriel? On the show. None. Zero. Zilch. Nada. That's good. I was worried about you. Well, I think everyone knows uh, you're much like uh, Jasmine in the Big Brother house. Just a massive liar. Professional liar. <laughs> Jasmine, is that the head of household? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Jasmine. Someone just reminded that's me the of southern... her name a minute ago. Well, I'll be a oh, ba- I'll be that's a That's like ass out some sugar in a picnic basket. <laughs> <laughs> now, what did she lie about? everything when she opens her mouth it's a lie really i think so her whole persona huh. everything about her is a lie so you don't like jasmine uh no i didn't have a problem with her until um she became had a household and they actually had to put the mm-hmm. camera on her and her accent became even more country than what it was 
It's the accent. You really have a well, problem with Southern people, it, don't you? She had a normal accent. She always had that's the country accent. And then, okay. well, that's what I'm saying. She always was country. But then she became head of household, and it's like, oh, golly gee, look at me. Oh, let's put some sugar down. Let these ants have a good time. I'm like, what? There's no, well, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. There, but don't you, isn't it funny? Um, They I, do that to everybody. Like Evil Dick, they were like, all right, we found this guy's there's personality. There's no doubt Let's the producers uh, do uh, fan the flames, yes. Yeah. Poor Pooch, by the way. Oh, my goodness. Never seen a clue- Poor Pooch! Clueless individual, I'm just saying. I, 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 to, okay. to walk through life being that dumb, I mean. <sighs> it, I loved the scene with Joseph last <laughs> night where he's yeah. like, dude, watch out. And he's like, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> what an Clueless. idiot this guy is. What an idiot Let's just go is. cuddle, okay? <laughs> That was very. That was an uncomfortable. <laughs> very uncomfortable. Very weird. I mean, it just creepy weird. Hold me, I'm cold. Hey. Have you ever told a guy, "Hold me, I'm cold"? Nope. No. Uh-uh. No. You never have. Not once. Not once. Um, Miami. Mario Cristobal says no more turnover change. Yeah, okay. he says this isn't who we are, to which I said, do you realize what school you're at? That's exactly who you are. That's, exa- That's right. <laughs> That's probably tame compared to actually who you are. <laughs> turnover change. That's not that's not who we are. Now make sure everybody on the way out of this team meeting stops by and picks up their $1 million NIL check <laughs> from uh, – the guy that owns the what's gym. What's his name? Yeah. Yeah, what's his name down there? <laughs> but that's no more turnover chain, all right? Are you uh, are you in favor of this? You you uh you I will say this. Miami was kind of the first to do this, right? They were the first one to have of the a first. Yeah, chain. absolutely, yeah. It's become and it was cute. It was kind of fun. And for a season there, everybody started inventing their own turnover whatevers. But I'm pretty much done with it. It's it's I, I'm, I'm tired of it. It's to the point now where, like, you know, every major league team has something on. You know, certain mm-hmm. things happen within a game. People are rolling out like thrones from Props. a king. You know, sit on the throne as a king, and it's just gotten to the point that it's just <laughs> over the top. Yeah, it's. You got to come up with something now more creative than just a a necklace or a prop for a big play. Mm-hmm. So, how but, about a high five? How do you feel about a high five? High five like is fine. Uh, slap on fist the shoulder, bump, yeah, fist bump. That's that's fine. Um, maybe one of those slapping hugs as you're coming back off the side of the field. You know, uh, right? But I did find it funny when he said that's not who we are. To which I said that I mean. You can't change that because that is who Miami is. That is who Miami football is. You got to get back to of course more of that. Yeah, I mean that's that's what your whole program is built on for three decades, four decades that you've been relevant. So, yeah, that is absolutely who you are. Well, if you want to do away with the turnover chain because it's ran its course, fine. that's fine. I yes, agree. That's with that. fine. I agree with that. But to say uh, being flashy. You know, what you're basically saying is we are not uh, flashy and narcissistic and in-your-face and gold is – that's exactly what Miami is. That's so, exactly what Miami is, and look where he came from. The whole from. city. It's the whole city. That's what the whole city is. That.
Well, his Much whole program uh, in Oregon was built on flash and fancy uniforms and bright helmets and I mean that's who well, he's he didn't been do as a that. Well, it's who he is though. I mean, Oregon was that before Mario Cristobal got there. Sure, but he embraced it. He just kind of said, all right, yeah. these are the, well, yeah. He didn't say, let's go to some generic uniforms, that's for sure. That's right. Piglet feels strong. Piglet on this loves matter, the U. The she loves the U. Yeah, she said, don't don't she take lo- away what makes big, my U special. She's actually wearing a turnover chain right now around the house. <laughs> <laughs> she can't even lift her head. It's so heavy. Uh, did you see the Dick Vitale speech last night, by the way? I've seen clips. I was not watching live when he came on, but I've seen some stuff this morning. But not the whole thing. I, everything I've seen is what you said earlier. Is like, <clears throat> my goodness, is this speech ever going to end? So, Well, I didn't mean it like that. It was just, it was funny in that they kept trying to rap him, and he, he was like, yeah, I'm going to talk as long as I want. I don't care what you guys tell me. Do you like Dick Vitale? Yes, yes, I have no problems with Dick Vitale. I find him entertaining. Um, he can be over the top at times, obviously, but that's just who he but is. That's but that's who he is. But I enjoy like even hearing him talk, and when he's at when he's normal and he's talking and he's, you know, being inspirational about something. I I find him engaging. Here's my Dick Vitale story, and I apologize to uh, people who are longtime listeners of the show for repeating myself, but. There have been uh, a handful of times, maybe more, in this job where I have run into people and have been awestruck, you know. Uh, we, were, we, we called games alongside Reggie Miller in uh, Philadelphia a few years ago, TJ, and you remember I almost, I was speechless. I couldn't. I, I was nervous to strike up a conversation with him. We talked about it on the radio right. for days. Yeah, absolutely. How am I going to approach Reggie Miller? And uh, that was certainly one of them. And um, and there are others, but not a lot. Like I don't like I don't have any problem with like the Chris Fowlers and Kirk Herbstreets of the world. But Dick Vitale is one of those guys where I don't know, man. He's iconic to me. Like you. The guys that you grow up as a kid listening to and then you get the opportunity to meet or whatever, or in the case of Reggie Miller, grew up as a kid watching and get the opportunity to meet, that, that's the one that sometimes makes me a little weak in the knees, even at age, you know, mid-40s or would have been the case early 40s when this happened. But Dick Vitale has not called a lot of OU basketball games through no, the years. No, definitely not. But he was on the mic. Uh, on a couple of occasions in that Final Four season, 2016. And one of them was the triple overtime game at Kansas. Now, most of the time in basketball, most of the time, the TV crew is on one side of the floor and the radio is on the other. Not always, but most of the time, you think of the Lloyd Noble Center, you got the TV sitting across from the scores table, and the radio guys are at the scores table. And we may interact before or after the game. We may not, but you don't sit next to each other. There are occasions, and Kansas is one of them, where you are all sitting next to each other. And Kansas is closer than anywhere else. Kansas, you are right next to TV, uh, shoulder to shoulder with the TV guys. 
And that triple overtime game, which we all know is one of the greatest basketball games of all time, is playing out. Scott Thompson was my color analyst that year. Uh, OU's one, Kansas is two in one poll, Kansas is one, OU is two in the other. And the game, you know, is great, and it goes to overtime, and Wayne Selden misses the shot, and it goes to double overtime. It's playing out, and we are going to, I don't remember if it was the second or third overtime, but we are in a commercial break going to an overtime. And I'm sitting, there's a spotter between me and Dick Vitale. Uh, His spotter is between us. And he takes off his headset and looks at me, and we've never spoken, never had a conversation. And I take my headset off and look at him, and he says, this is the greatest basketball game I've ever seen. I was like, you know, I can't believe I'm like, I can't believe Dick Vitale's talking to me. And I'm just like, yeah, I know. I don't like, like you know, that feeling we all had of un- disbelief. Right. Yeah. That night. <laughs> and I it was like a uh, five second. That's all. That was the ex- entire exchange was Dick Vitale needing to tell somebody because he's been saying it on the air. But now we're in a commercial break. And he's like, looks at me. This is the greatest basketball game I've ever seen. I'm like, oh my God, Dick Vitale's talking to me right now. So fast forward to the Big 12 SEC Challenge that year. They were at LSU. Do you remember this game? At LSU. Mm -hmm. Yes. It was actually uh, a buddy went off that night. But I think it was a day game, actually. Buddy went off that day. But it was uh, Isaiah Cousins that they ended up drawing up the game-winning play for, and he hit a little elbow jumper Uh, there to uh, Mm -hmm. win it. Uh, and then they had like a block shot and a breakaway or something like that. Anyway, it's in the middle of Buddy going off in the second half, uh, leading a comeback. Do I remember correctly? Were they behind and Buddy went off and brought him back? And they, I can't remember. Anyway, Buddy's going off. Again, we're sitting by the TV guys at LSU. You're on the same side of the floor as the TV guys. And uh, Buddy's going off. We go to commercial break. Now, you know, we're best friends because we've had that exchange <laughs> in Kansas. <laughs> pen pals and dick looks at, uh, dick looks at me and uh and i catch his eye and i look at him and he takes off his headset <laughs> and he said you've got the greatest job in the world i was like what he goes are you kidding me you know and his i can't are you kidding me pal. yeah there you go he's like you get to follow this team every game this team is unbelievably entertaining. You've got the greatest job in the world. And I was like, I know. They're unbelievable, man. I know. <laughs> Again, same thing. I can't believe Dick Vitale's talking to me. And I agree with everything he has to say. <laughs> then you said, I'm cold. Hold me. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> let's scuttle. Let's scuttle. <laughs> and Musburger, by the way, is there, too. Like, he's working with Musburger for these games, oh, you know? Yeah, I yeah. mean, what a, Unbelievable. what a one-two punch. Right. What a one-two punch. But that that was that was it. That was it. Those were my two exchanges all time with Dick Vitale. They both came during the 2016 season, and I felt like we created a bond in those two combined 30-second conversations, <laughs> which were just, you know, like I'm sitting by Dick Vitale and he wants to say something to me. I was like, oh, you know, tingle a little, a little weak in the knees, tingle. <laughs> I can't believe that it we're and and you're also in the excitement of the moment. You know, me and said something. A little bit of that, a little bit of that, yeah. 
Anyway, he was up there. He was great last night. What a legend. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. Saxon Realty Group brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show, home of the 899 listing fee, 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Someone says that your uh, the way you talk about Dick Vitale reminds them of George Costanza's "I Think It Moved" scene on Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, come on now. Uh, this one says it's TJ's fault. I'm not sure what I did there, yeah. but um, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see here, Toby. The T Row in the morning show on an off day is better than any other show on their best day. Boomer. Thank you. Well, I mean, we got to live up to our standard, though. You know what I mean, TJ? We got to live up to our standard. Appreciate your mom texting the show, though. Good. That's good. That's a good thing. Is Jasmine left handed? This person wants to know. This person says another is Jasmine left handed. The TJ hates it. Maybe that's it. (laughs) TJ, we have not forgotten Southpaw sooner. (laughs) She seems like a weird house guest to hate on to me. I don't hate on her. I, I don't like her. I, I mean, I, she's one of my least favorite in there right now is what I'm saying. Okay. I'm not well, hating on her necessarily. Is she left-handed? Is that the deal? I'm just saying, she's, because she's got too much of a southern accent, that's why. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Looking forward to the SEC, ladies and gentlemen. It'll be fun. Oh, golly gee, we're just going to go out here and win this Welcome here football game. Welcome on down here to Oxford, Mississippi. We're going to serve you up some biscuits and gravy for breakfast and send you off to a tailgate. (laughs) 8 o'clock, we'll be back.